Before I sat down to record our first edition of my thought dump, is what I think I'm going to call this, I had some issues, so I'm going to do a little story time. Anyways, welcome to... We're going to stick with Alex's thought dumps for now. So I, in leadership today, which is my third period of the day, uh, mind you, my first period, this was not an issue. So my third period, I was writing an email for homecoming. I'm working on the homecoming committee. And through that, I it worked. The email sent. 30 minutes later, I got some more information. I had an email another person about the same thing. And boom, I get this thing, and it's called Search Marquee, or Search Marquise, Search Marquee is French, probably, and it's not letting me open Google, it's bringing me to Safari, no, not Safari, it's even working, it's not even working in Safari, it's bringing me into Bing and these stupid ones that have like ads all over and it's blocking certain things, like with my email, it wasn't letting me open my email, it was apparently restricted, so I worked on it for about an hour, doing different tutorials, looking around on TikTok and YouTube about what people have done, because apparently it's a widespread thing, I see a few things there, like, oh, I just had to buy a new computer and I got deathly scared. So I went down to my dad, who can sometimes overreact about this, but he was very good today. Um, if my brother accidentally, like, thinks he has a virus on his computer, my dad can get a little, you know, very mad. Understandably, it could ruin, like, an expensive computer. But today, it was he was very helpful. And um, he's probably spent an hour and a half on it. So we've been working on it since 7.45. It's now 9.28, and I started recording few minutes ago and he finally got it off uh, through so many things so many trial and error finally we don't even know what it was we just tried a bunch of things and restarted and it was gone but it was plaguing my day and I was thinking about oh my gosh this year I'm going to have to deal with this stupid virus harassing me and using Bing okay if it was just like making me do like popping up a few ads on my thing on my computer whatever but if it was directing me to Bing to do all my searching, I would have bought a new computer. Okay. So, that happened. Um, and then, I have a nice microphone from my Lego YouTube days. And... I was going to connect it, and it's a really good microphone. I mean, it's pretty good quality, and it wasn't working. So you're sticking with my MacBook Air quality until I can connect my Blue Yeti mic. Anyways, let's get started today. I have a little notes document of what I want to talk about. We have three big topics. Okay, number one is, I'm not going to talk about it now. Let me just go through the topics. Oh, it's in my photos, you guys, not in my notes. Okay. Number one is the PBS Kids show, Arthur, and its effect on my childhood and who I am as a person today. And you know it sounds dramatic, but you will see. You will see. Um, next is my week and the beginning of the school year. Kind of recapping grievances, annoyances, you know, whatever. 
Um, I'm going to get real, you guys. Okay. And finally, my last topic will be um, college and pressure after high school. Because I've had some new self-discovery, I guess you could say. Um, my dad is pinging his phone downstairs because he always loses it. And it's really funny because it's like 10 feet away from him. Sorry. See, that's why I might kind of mean casual. Include things like that. It's funny. It's whatever. You know, provides an insight. In, oh, there it goes again. Provides an insight into my daily life. So, we're going to start off with Arthur. Um, if I can figure out how to edit this, I mean, you know, you, you guys know me. I'm probably way more techie. Oh my god, it's going off so loudly. I'm probably more techie than the average person. I work in tech. I work as a live streamer. I have been doing YouTube since eight, eight nine years old. Um, and um, micro-influencing. So, if I can get it to work out... I'll add in little clips of these quotes. If not, you're just going to have to embellish with your imagination. So we're going to start off with Arthur. Um, if you don't know, Arthur is a PBS Kids show. You probably recognize it. Um, it is published and written by Mark Brown. It was a book series. And I grew up watching this show. I don't think you can like you understand how big a part of my life the show was I would after school with my school iPad that you got to bring home go into the Lego room with my brother and we just build Legos while listening or watching to Arthur um, and I loved all the characters there wasn't really anyone that I hated because they all reminded me of real people even when I was like in third grade I really started watching this in first grade like it was a young thing. Even like first grade, I could pin different people in the story to people in my life. And it's a very relatable show. Maybe why I like Steinbeck. Because um, it's very similar. Nonetheless, we'll have a favorite authors and books episode later. If this can get rolling. Um, so, I'm going to be going through life lessons learned by Arthur. And how it's impacted my life. And I think it will be a fun episode. Okay. So, number one is learning to laugh at yourself. Okay, this is for before I start, this is kind of like a good advice just in general, but how Arthur gave that advice to me. So, learning to laugh at yourself. Number one, learning to laugh at your... I'm, I don't have the scripted, you guys. I, just, I don't know why I said number one. Learning to... Okay. Number one, learning to laugh at yourself is so important because it helps you grow from mistakes but also not become so stuck on them. Like, I get it in the moment. You can be stuck on them. Out of all people I would know, besides Sophia Emery, I'm probably one of the most clumsy people I know. I set off an alarm at school today and the police, a police officer came. Um, I What else have I... Oh, I wrote an... I made a big doo-doo in the Crescent Crier article um, about the women's basketball team when they won first place. I misquoted that they won ninth and had a mediocre season. Most of you already know this, um, but that's just kind of a demonstration of in the moment, it can seem horrible. You can be stressed. You can, your palms can be sweating. But after, just laughing at yourself is important. Even small things. Uh, I, I put something. Um, you have food on your shirt. 
I don't know. You know, little things like that that your friends laugh at you about. Just laugh with them. There's really no point in being, like, caught up. People are going to forget later. So, going back to Arthur. Um, here's the here's the synopsis. When D.W. and Binky each eat a green potato chip. Okay, this is an episode, Revenge of the Chip. When D.W. and Binky each eat a green potato chip and are tricked into thinking they are poisonous. Hey, Arthur's sister, what's that you said about green potato chips? They're poison. What? I ate a green one two days ago. Then you have even less time left than I do. Hey, who are you pushing? Oh, is that how you want to spend the last moments of your life? Just swinging? Not just swinging. I'm trying to ride up over the bar. But your life is almost over. Soon this will be you. <laughs> That's what my dad looks like when he sleeps. Big head, kid. This is like a tragedy. You've heard of death? From now on, I'll act like every day is my last day. Because it might be. Hey, this is serious, huh? Her story being spread. When she finds out that her mom has been telling people what happened, she feels betrayed. Okay. We all know that feeling when something embarrassing happens and your mom takes a video and posts it or tells her friends. I know that my mom is a very talkative person, so especially in like third grade when this was the thing, uh, when Arthur was my age, it was very normal. When she finds out, okay, Binky goes on a show called You Do the Most Embarrassing Things where he tells a story with a ballet performance. Binky's friends go to the taping of the show to support him laughing with him and cheering him on. This issues DW that we all do embarrassing things and it's good to be able to laugh at yourselves. Okay, here's here's a little voice clip from that. If it didn't work, it, I'm back. So that was probably either a long break for you or a short break. We'll see how that works. So I think I kind of talked through it, but just learning to laugh at yourself is so important, especially as a leader. And... A leader of a club, a leader of a community, a leader of a class, or just a leader. Because a leader doesn't have to be, like, an official position, just leading within your community, you know. Um, and it's good to set an example about just having fun. Um, when you make a mistake, just remember, like, it's not the end of the world. Especially at our age, we're not going to make mistakes that are going to lead to death or horrible horrible things um if you if you keep making big big mistakes sure but those small things and even those bigger things like i spoke with the crier and the alarm you can laugh at them like i'm already thinking it's kind of funny um the alarm that happened today but the first 10 minutes after i was freaked out number two is don't fear the unknown this is the episode sue ellen moves in Arthur and Buster look into a house through the windows, trying to figure out who their new neighbors are. Suspicious of the new girl, Sue Ellen, they theorize she's an art thief on the run, or an alien from outer space. Buster's mom interviews the family for the local paper and invites them over for dinner. After hearing about their life and travels all over the world, Buster and Arthur change their stance on Sue Ellen. It is not uncommon for adults to fear the unknown, let alone kids, and this episode is a helpful lesson in accepting and learning about new things and people, rather than rejecting them out of fear. This lesson wasn't as big in my life. Um, I'm norm I was maybe not as much now. I still am, but especially when I was younger, I was someone who 
would go to the new kid at the lunch table and be like, hi, how are you? What's your name? You know, learn about their life story. It was um, a little excessive at times, but so I wasn't normally that kind of person. It was like, oh, it's a new kid. Oh my God. Like, what are they like? Or, you know, that kind of thing. Or I'm going away to camp. What is it? But what is it going to be like? Everyone's going to hate me. I don't know what's happening, you know? Um, but this summer I went to a diplomacy conference um, with other people my age and I was so scared everyone seems so much smarter which in the end they weren't um, I'm not I'm not I wasn't smarter than all of them I'm saying but I'm saying that they weren't as you know it's kind of that facade that you can put up that you're super smart but everyone has things to learn but I was so worried that they were so smart um, that they wouldn't like me, that, oh, look, all these people are from, like, rich East Coast private schools, and I'm here from Oregon, so, but I made some of my closest friends on that trip, I wouldn't say any of them get close to the top, like, four or five here, but two or three of them are in my top ten friends, like, in closeness, I'd say. So just a reminder, like, don't fear the unknown. And I think this also applies to new experiences. If you're invited to something, if you're thinking about joining a club, if you're thinking about joining a sport, don't just be so afraid that you're, like, putting yourself into a deeper hole and thinking through all these experiences or scenarios that aren't going to happen. Just try it, you know? There's no harm, usually. Um, finally, or not finally, I have a few more. I have three more after this one. No, two more. Three more, three more. Put yourself in someone else's shoes. Um, this one goes with judging, um, which has been a hard thing for me growing up. Not as much now. Um, usually I won't judge someone off their outfit or off their looks. Um, it's just something I've been trying not to do because it usually holds no merit. M Muffy discovers she is allergic to the carpet. Okay, this is episode poor Muffy. Muffy discovers she... Okay, some context. Muffy is a very, very rich um, megla, mega millionaire. Uh, no, maybe like $3 million net worth. Her dad owns a car business. Um, so And Francine is her friend who lives in an apartment um, with her sister in the same room um, and is a black Jewish woman. So um, there's definitely a divide with class. So Muffy discovers she's allergic to the carpet in her house and has to stay with Francine while it is removed. While there, she misses all the luxuries of her upper-class lifestyle. She's baffled by everything. In Francine's life, like her two-bedroom apartment, and her leftovers for dinner. She doesn't understand why Francine's dad doesn't have money. Sorry, let me redo that sentence. She doesn't understand why Francine's dad doesn't have a job where he makes more money. And when she questions him about this, he tells her he likes his life and appreciates the time his job allows him to spend with his family. She leaves, but reflects on how much Francine and her family are, how much fun Francine and her family are, and returns for one more night with her best friend. This is a common theme in Muffy and Francine's storyline. As unlikely friends... As unlikely friends from different financial backgrounds, their friendship takes a lot of openness and respect such a cute story you guys i'm just telling you you gotta get on arthur you can watch it at this age okay put yourself in someone else's shoes 
Muffy did it literally. She lived with her. But just imagine. Also, sometimes you can't fully grasp what someone else is dealing with. So you can't fully put yourself in their shoes, but keep that open. Keep that thought, oh, you know, their shoes could be so much heavier, so much dirtier than mine. Um, in a metaphorical sense, of course. So I think that's important. Um, I'm trying to connect this to my life, like since certain circumstances. Okay. I grew up in and around the Bay Area for the first half of my life. Um, most of the areas I lived in, the more upper class areas of the town, of the city that we were in. So in Sunnyvale or Richmond, we lived in Point Richmond, uh, which is like the upper class area. We weren't rich, though. It was just compared to the rest, it seemed like that, because they were such low-income areas. And I kind of grew up with that ingrained, not ingrained in me, but just like there are people who make less than us. And in a way, it developed my like realism and my compassion for people who make less than us. But also, it made me maybe a bit more like frightened of homeless people in Corvallis once we moved here or things like that. And uh, two years, let's see, for my 13th birthday, so about two, two and a half, two and a half years ago, I did a big fundraiser for the homeless and made bags, and I went out and met some, and went to the drop-in center, or Jackson Street Youth Shelter, which connects even more with me, because it's youth. And just the stories are so heartbreaking, and it really gave me a new layer of empathy for these people. Um, and I think that's how I, that's a big similarity to me with, um, you know, putting yourself in someone else's shoes. I'm sorry if this is really boring, you guys. It'll get better, too, because I talk about more personal stuff in a second. Our second to last Arthur quote is the world's greatest gleeper. So if you don't know what gleeper means, um, let me look up the exact gleeper. Gleeper, herb, okay, it's an urban dictionary. Thief. It looks like the word originated from Arthur, okay? Can I play the daily double sound? Okay, I hope that worked from Jeopardy, because that's a pretty cool aha moment. Okay, so Thief comes from Arthur cartoon episode, World's Greatest Gleeper. That Gleeper Took My Wallet by Gleeper 1, June 30th, 2010. Urban Dictionary. Oops. Okay, it was echoing. Sorry if you heard that. Okay. World's Greatest Gleeper. So... Buster tells the tough kid that Arthur is great at stealing to make him seem cooler. Arthur is welcomed to the Tough Customers, which is a gang. Okay, guys, you have to watch Arthur. It's so funny. It's ironic and funny at the same time. Tough Customers. It's a like a, a third grade. No, they're fourth graders because they're a year older. It's the fourth grade gang. It, um, they're like the cool emo punk kids. And he gains a bad reputation. Some of his friends even start to believe that Arthur is such a horrible stealer. When Mr. Haney, the principal, gives Arthur a warning, his lack of punishment makes the group suspicious. They tell Arthur to steal the ice cream bars from the cafeteria in order to prove his thieving ability. Arthur gets caught and decides to come clean, resulting in his immediate rejection from the group. This episode demonstrates the slippery slope that comes with lying to look cool. Who knows, maybe Arthur could have been stealing cars by now. Yes, 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 yes. 
Don't pretend to be someone you're not. To be cool, to be feared, to look smarter. Don't say, I've struggled with this myself. Don't say, oh, I've read that book and you haven't read that book. Don't say, oh, I know that and you don't know that. And then it's tested on you and people see and you look like a fool. Don't, um, just don't pretend to be someone you're not. I think that also applies to things like don't act, like don't pretend to be someone you're not to fit into a group. Like, like in this episode, like don't try and be in the popular group and act like, oh, um, oh yeah, I went to Brandy, you know, that kind of thing. Like if that, you know, dress how you want, wear makeup how you want, style your hair how you want. I think that's a short one, but I think it's one of my favorite lessons. Finally, I have one that's not as much a lesson, like a life lesson, but it's one that made me learn a lot. So for me, I learned about autism and Asperger's from watching uh, Arthur, and it was the episode when Carl met George. George is a moose, and his friend is Carl he met at a like daycare or an art center or something like that and Carl has autism uh, and Asperger's when I first watched this episode I liked Carl and his friendship with George a lot I mean after watching the episode I asked my parents about autism and Asperger's and that's what I found out um, about the autism spectrum so for me my brother um, is on the spectrum, and my dad is slightly on the spectrum. So, it's it's a very close thing. Um, I we didn't know it at the the time that I probably first watched that episode, but just getting exposure to a real character who wasn't betrayed horribly, um, and taught me like, you know, these people are people. Like they're not strange. They're not different. They're not weird. Um, if anything, they're strange, different, and weird in a good way, like we all are in our own ways. Um, and that was just the final lesson I wanted to share. Um, it's not really a life lesson, but it's just like a, one where I learned. Okay, Co okay, we have college, and then, which is going to be like 10 minutes. I'll do that last. And then like another 10, so this is going to be like 40 minutes for my... Um, First two weeks, three weeks at school. It's been, it'll be three weeks tomorrow. Like three weeks of school. It'll be, the first week was three days. No, three days, yes. Second week, five, then five. And now I am going into my third day. So technically I've just finished five school weeks, but it was split up. So... I think I'm going to start with my classes. Let me get my... No, I can remember. Sorry, it's the first week of school, but I think I'm good at remembering now what classes I have when. So starting at the day, um, our school... Well, most of you will be... I don't need to explain like how our school works because most of you who are listening will probably go there. So first period is with Mr. Stair, and it is Honors International Studies. This class I love. There's a few certain people in this class that I do not love, but 
I love the class, and I love the teacher. I think Mr. Stair and his student teacher, Mr. Cornell, are pretty awesome. Um, Mr. Cornell and I talked about history for a while and, like, him majoring in it and teaching um, because I think that would be a job I would maybe be considered in, maybe consider, like, professor of history, not maybe a high school teacher. You know, whoever knows. That'll come with the college talk in a second. Um, and I just love learning in that class. That's probably my, my what I want to do in life is somewhere in the in the liberal arts and social sciences, foreign policy, politics kind of realm. So right now we just went through our religion and we're going into the Middle East unit, which is the region that I know the most about besides Europe. So I'm doing pretty well. And the only story that I have so far is we were doing a pretest with the Cetera map guesser where you click on different things in the map and you were supposed to write down how many tries it got to get 100% on each of the three ones and I did them all in 100% first try and so I was like what should I do now because we still had a good amount of time of class and Mr. Cornell came over the student teacher because there's a sub and he was like are you sure you didn't google because are you sure and I was like um no and he was like, okay, well, I've just never seen someone get it like that. And later, he saw me doing the world one just for fun, and we talked about history, and I was answering questions for the Middle East. It was just a funny moment to me as someone who's been to the National Geographic Bee. There are a few things that I'll claim are my thing. Math, not my thing. Science, not my thing. English, English not my thing, but I do enjoy it. Geography, politics, and like foreign policy in the world, that's my thing. That's what I like to learn about for, for free time. Okay, third period, which I have after first because we have different odd and even days, is leadership, which is great. Um, today I pulled the alarm, or not pulled, I scanned my key card on the wrong thing and it's alarmed the alarm and a police officer came. and That was in third period, but third period's leadership. Um, there's not much to say. I'm working on homecoming right now. Um, after that, I'll be working on a, a haunted house CV. Crescent Valley is my high school. A school-wide haunted house. What is next? Then we have lunch. Um, I have clubs. So Crescent Criers, it's going fine. I just heard some things about... Um, I'm the junior editor, and I heard some things about what the layout management team was saying about me and my my abilities as junior editor, that did not make me feel good. But all you can do is move past it. Guys, I think I'm being really cringy right now. This is probably a really weird podcast, but I'm I'm trying. I'm trying to be enjoying, and I'm trying to be engaging. There we go. So, I won't go into detail, because there's always that chance that that person could be referred to this podcast. So I don't want to name drop or anything. Um, I also have a core council, which is fine. Um, I will say um, we have new ASB presidents, so they're not as like seasoned as um, our old ones were. I do miss our old ones a little bit, because I just knew them very well. And um, they were just very enthusiastic. Which the new ones are, just in a different way, you know. There's a different way to be enthusiastic. Okay, I'm trying to think what else. 
I don't have any other clubs right now. Considering speech and debate, um, but then Model UN is coming soon. Um, it hasn't started yet. I sit with my lunch group, and it's pretty fun. I mean, sometimes I'll go off and just read by myself, or I'll eat lunch with Zoe or Josiah. Um, so, yeah. Period is chemistry. Oh, boy. It's an interesting class. I'm actually, I do great at chemistry. I understand it. It clicks. I just don't like it. I like the reactions. Like, that's crazy to me. But I don't like the minute science. Um, that minute science that they're talking about in CERN, it's a laboratory in Switzerland that spans, like, kilometers underground. They say in 20 to 30 years that they can teleport, basically teleport, by mimicking the atoms, different things to people's homes. So if you order something from Amazon, you'd have a little machine in your home, and it would materialize. The atoms would be recreated. Um, and they say that they can do that in 20 to 30 years at CERN. That kind of chemistry, that's so interesting to me. Um, basic, smaller level stuff that is impo important for that major type of chemistry is not interesting to me. And that's why I will never work in chemistry or like chemical engineering, nuclear engineering. Um, yeah. So the teacher's great. I mean, he's not my favorite. Um... He's fun. Like, I used to not like him the first week, but... Or not not like him, just he wasn't someone I looked forward to seeing. But I, th I think he's grown on me, and I think he will the rest of the year. I think there will be moments where I'm like, uh, okay, you know. But I think I'll like him. Seventh period, I now have math with Mr. Howe. He's very, very funny. He likes Star Wars, he likes running, and he likes warriors. Um, some of my... Some things that I enjoy, too. Um, usually I just do homework while he's talking because he just does life stories all class, and that's okay with me. The room is always very hot, and yesterday I was having a mental breakdown because I felt like I was going to explode in that room because it was especially hot. I literally could not focus on my math, and I almost started hyperventilating. That's not really an exaggeration. On even days, I start out with my favorite period, um, TAing for my favorite teacher who I had last year for Honors Lit. I'm TAing for her Honors Lit class. It's basically a study period with some work um, if she needs any work done. And number one, I love doing work for her because, uh, you know, I like doing work for teachers, any teacher really, but just especially when it's your favorite teacher, it makes it like more fun. Um, I'm going to organize our library next. And then, so that's really fun because she's just very relatable and she's like the teacher of my friend. Um, I don't know why I'm speaking like I'm speaking to strangers and then sometimes speaking like I'm speaking to my best friend. So um, if you know who that is, you know who it is. Did I say? So yeah, she's um, the mother of one of my closest friends. Um, and she really likes literature, so we can just talk about that. I mean, she's a literature teacher, so you'd expect that. Um, after that, I have fourth period Espanol. Um, me gusta Espanol, pero me gusta Espanol dos más. Yo soy en Espanol, 
Tres ahora para el español dos con señor Alonso. Más, más bueno. Porque más par partidos y estoy emocionado para la clase. Okay, I don't know if that made sense. You know what? It did. It was broken and bad, but it, I hope it made sense to anyone who's in Spanish 3. Um, I like Spanish 3, but it's not as fun as Spanish 2, which I had Miss Loso because she did a lot of games and stuff. It's a little boring in Spanish 3. After Spanish 3, I have lunch, and then I have literature. <laughs> Okay, I have Mr. Makula, the father of a student at our school. He is okay. He is not personable. I don't feel like I can talk to him as a, like, as a, as an adult. Um, a trusted adult, that's the word. Usually you want a trusted adult at school. I already have two, Miss Fowler and Mrs. Velez, and maybe even Miss Bradbury, um, but he's just not someone you can, it feels like I can't talk to him. Um, and he assigns a lot. So we're reading Siddhartha right now, and we have to double entry journal. We have to do a quote and, a, and like a response 10 to 15 times per chapter. It's whatever. But once we get to Book Thief with 550 pages, it's going to be writing and writing and writing. After that, we have to use quotes to write a one and a half page paper for each. Um, section of reading, which is also a lot. And then we have to prepare discussion questions. So it's a lot of work to be doing in one week. And I can handle that amount of work, but it's just, it's not the most enjoyable. Um, it, I feel like it makes me enjoy the work less. It makes me know the work more. I'll say that. I take it in more, which can be good. But I feel like in long books like The Book Thief and Kite Runner, I don't want to be doing that much. I said this was... Okay. Let's see. That part was only like 10 minutes, but that's okay. Oh, wait. I said it was going to be around 40 minutes, so I'm already kind of over time. Oh, crap. You know, who cares? We're going to scrap the college part and talk about that in a separate episode. Because I have a lot to say on that. Um... And like future life goals and you know that kind of what are you going to do when you grow up I'll, I'll title it that what are you going to do when you grow up that'll be the next issue episode installment in the goth saga i'm going to end today um like i'm going to end every episode by talking about what i'm reading and what i just finished i just finished what is the okay it's Old name, Death in the Air, and I own an old copy, but now it's Death in the Clouds by Agatha Christie. Um, a murder happens on an airplane, and it's very interesting. I love Hercule Perot. I love Agatha Christie. I loved it. Um, I say four out of five. It wasn't her best mystery, but it was good. It was very unexpected. It was a big plot twist. So that that is a big thing. Um... 
Ooh, sorry, it's nine or ten o'clock now. Crap. It's kind of late, you guys. So, now I'm reading Anna Karenina. I'm about a sixth of the way in. It's an 850-page book. It's very, very good. The, just the ups and downs of Russia, Imperial Russia, and after reading about half of World and Peace, War and Peace, it's a great, great book. And I think that people, like when I see reviews and stuff, people talk about Anna Karenina all the time, like the character, but really Levin is such an important character who's like another major character, and I don't see him talked about as much. And so I'm loving to learn the mind of Levin, is his name, or Levin, or Levian, I don't know. It's L-E-V-I-N, so you tell me. I will give you more on that, since I'm only like 150 pages in. Thank you so much for tuning in. It means so much to me. And I will see you next week, next month, next two weeks, three days. Who knows? Um, I will make it when I can. I promise. So, goodbye. I love you all. Um, thank you for joining me in my brain dump. In Enter outro music. <laughs>